Good morning. Happy Friday, Nova Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 The Roar. And we are also broadcasting live on the WXVU YouTube channel. Here's what is coming up over the next hour. We will bring you the latest news and our Twitter poll question of the day finally gets down to the heart of the matter. Do dogs or cats rule? Today is Veterans Day, and as we take the time to honor those who have served for our country, we are thrilled to have both Michael Brown, Director of the Office of Veterans and Military Service Members at Villanova, and Villanova freshman Hunter McAllister, who spent eight years in the Army, as our special in-studio guest at the bottom of the hour. And in sports, Dom and I face the music at the end of the Phillies playoff run, and we look forward to both the VU men's and women's basketball teams in action against area rivals tonight. I'm David Schmansky. I'm Dominic Roschetti. I'm Chris Kokinos. And I'm Allison Bayada. And you are listening to the Morning Roar. We're going to start with a Morning Roar news update. So we have two stories to report on this morning. First, Tropical Storm Nicole sent Florida homes toppling into the Atlantic Ocean on Thursday and threatened a row of high-rise condominiums in places where Hurricane Ian washed away the beach and destroyed seawalls only weeks ago. The storm, which caused at least two deaths, was the first November hurricane to make landfall in Florida in 37 years, and only the third on record. It delivered another devastating blow just weeks after Ian came ashore on the Gulf Coast, killing more than 130 people and destroying thousands of homes. Nicole made landfall as a Category 1 hurricane at about 3 a.m. Thursday near Vero Beach. And in more local news, an Ardmore woman has been sent to prison for stealing nearly $400,000 to support her lavish lifestyle that included vacation trips and cosmetic surgery for buttock augmentation. (laughs) She got a BBL. Uh, Tiara Tiffany Brokenborough was sentenced to one to two years in prison for stealing $394,000 in connection with incidents that occurred between October 2018 and March 2020 while she was a bookkeeper at Heinz Roofing and Siding in Lower Marion. And for our first discussion topic of the day, we all know one very lucky person earned money, I'm going to emphasize legally here, on Monday winning the record-setting Powerball lottery jackpot worth $2.04 billion. The winning ticket was sold at Joe Service Center in Altadena, California, according to the California Lottery. The winner has not come forward yet, but store owner Joe Chahayad, who gets $1 million for selling the winning ticket, said lotto officials informed him of the prize before he opened Tuesday morning. So this leads to our discussion. As hardworking college students, what would each of you do with $2 billion? Dom, I'll go to you first. Drop out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I would finish my degree and then buy a house in every state. I don't know. I want to. I want to be a lottery official. Though. That sounds like a dope job. Just like tell people. You only tell people good news. You not want that job. I don't know what else a lottery official yeah, does. No, that's though. it. That's that all it? they do. It's just good news. It's only good news. This guy sold it and got a million dollars. No, that's huge. Yeah. Imagine just working at a the gas station store. and you're just. Boom! Million, million bucks right off the bat. You can I buy you can buy like half a house in California. <laughs> yeah, you can buy a quarter of a house yeah, outside you, of San Francisco. You can, you can buy yeah, you can buy half an apartment. <laughs> David, well, I would first spend about three hundred fifty million dollars of that on Trey Turner, um, yeah. and then after that, uh, you know, spend some money on my parents, of course, and as Dom said, uh, not be here, uh, but still come back, still come back though for the morning roar every Friday. But uh, that's but, what I like to hear. Yeah, exactly. You can take your private jet over. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> it'd be great. Pick everybody up. Yeah, that'd be nice. Allison, what are we going to spend that money on? Um, I'd probably start by retiring my parents, g- 
giving my brother some money for college and whatever he needs, paying off all my friends' loans, and then probably buy an island somewhere. Definitely just, an just island. live on it. I yeah, love that. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think I'm buying a new monitor for the station. Oh, that's so kind of you, Chris. I know. But then I'm probably going to buy mansions in every state, like Dom said. So, you know, I could just travel around the country as much as I want and then maybe go to Europe. I mean, $2 billion. I can't even comprehend how much money that that is. Yeah, I know, right? That's an insane amount of money. But I'm pretty sure it comes out to like less than a billion dollars when yeah, you take like say. taxes into effect and plus the, California too. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was like I think it was like 1.5 billion. Like I, I really? seriously don't think that 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 much comes. I mean, it is a lot, you know, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, or not in the grand scheme of things. But I don't. I think it's still more than a billion dollars. Well, it also comes down to what prize payout the winner wants to take. If they want it all immediately, I'm pretty sure it's like less than a billion, but if it's spread out over like oh, yeah, good point. their whole good life, point. then I think it might be over a billion. I don't know. So they, actually, I have an answer oh, for you if you're curious. Yes. The lump sum comes down to $634,785,984. So you actually don't even have scam. a full billion dollars. Oh, wow. Where's a $1.4 billion? Who needs that? You pay 37% <laughs> in federal income tax. So it reduces the lump sum to a much smaller amount. That is wild. You get like not even half of <laughs> you that. You win the Powerball for $2 billion. You don't get that though. You get $600 billion. <laughs> What? If you take it home all in one go. I think if yeah. you stretch it out, you get a little more, but yeah. still. Well, yeah. Uh, Dom, let's go to you with our Twitter poll question yeah. of the big day. One. It's a big one. It's probably the most debated question of all time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Simple one. Are you a dog or are you a cat person? Or we also have a third option. If you want to check us out on Twitter at WXVU, we have that uh, Twitter poll question up right now. You can do Why not both? Um, right now we got 66% saying, oh, that's that's the wrong poll. That is a wildcat. <laughs> I don't need that one. Um, let's bring that up. <clears throat> so right now we posted it just 30 minutes ago. 50% of people saying dog, 12% saying cat. And then a high 37% saying, why not both? I think I would probably fall into the category of why not both. If I had to choose one, I think I'd probably go dog. I'm probably going dog, too. I'm not a big cat guy, I'm not going to lie. Why not both for me? (laughs) And the cat extravaganza, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, is a big part of it. I'm definitely a cat person. I'm on Team Cat over here. So we've got a little even split here. Because I know, David, you're you're a bigger cat guy than dog guy, right? No, I no, okay. I, I would probably if I had to pick one, it's probably dogs. But like, I, I mean, it's probably like fifty-two to forty-eight. Okay. Like, it's I the gotcha. it's the slimmest of margins. No, I'm probably I do like love 80, cats 20 a lot on the dog side. Okay. So not a Chris. Big cat why not? Guy. Why not a cat guy? Um. Well, first, my mom is allergic to cats, so oh. we never had them around the house. And also, sense. cats, I just find very creepy. They just like roam around the house. Well, they're very independent they for the yeah, most part. Like yeah. they don't need to be walked. Obviously, I, I want a dog that's like jumping all over me when I walk in the door. I want to mm. know it's there. I want to know it's there. <laughs> I want to know it's there. The cats, they scare me. Okay. I'll give you an anecdote though. Some cats can be that affectionate. We have a cat. She is obsessed with my brother. She waits for him by the door every time he leaves Aww. in the morning, and she will sit there until he comes home from school, and she will follow him around the entire house. That's so. I think that's a rare case though, because everything that I've seen of cats. Also, I did see a cat on campus yesterday. So they are. There are back. some cats that they are here. Oh, coming, coming back. back. That's yeah. so good. Well, I guess it's hotter today too, so it's That's more true. humid. So yeah, not as cold. <clears throat> David, you want to take us into our birthdays of the weekend? Sure. So today uh, we have Leonardo Di- Leonardo DiCaprio who is turning 48. Demi Moore celebrates 60th 
today. Also on Saturday, Anne Hathaway turns 40. Ryan Gosling turns 42. And on Sunday, we have four birthdays. Jimmy Kimmel turns 55. Devin Bostick turns 31. Linda Morris is 23. And Julia Michaels, who is one of my favorite singers, turns 28 on Sunday. I'm loving the consistent improvement here of... From our first show where we didn't know anybody And in now the I know days. like most of the people, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, this has been the first segment of our show today on WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar. Stay with us. We're going to be taking a quick break. This is Father Peter, and you're listening to the 89.1 The Roar. From the newsroom, this is WXVU roving correspondent Ryan Derry with your Global News Minute. Midterm elections in the U.S. finished yesterday. While not all of the votes have been counted, it appears that Republican hopes for a red wave will not come to fruition. Democrats are poised to retain control of the Senate, pending results from Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia, which will likely go to a runoff election this December. The Black Sea Grain Initiative, which allows for Ukrainian grain to be exported via the Black Sea, expires on November 19th, and there's no indication yet as to whether the Russian government will agree to renew it. The Ukrainian government is reportedly looking to extend the initiative for a full year and to expand its scope, but a simple and short-term renewal may be more feasible. The United Nations COP27 summit, which deals with climate change, is underway. Some observers have noted that developed countries appear to have a newfound willingness to plunge money to help developing states cope with the effects of climate change. With this week's Global News Minute, I'm Ryan Derry from the WXVU Newsroom. Forget about your Fridays looking bleak. What about your Wednesdays? Villanova University's award-winning, student-run weekly newspaper, The Villanovan, hits residence halls, dining halls, and academic buildings every Wednesday morning for your reading pleasure. Read up on all things Villanova and beyond, from news to sports to arts and entertainment. Have some feedback? Email your response letters to editor at villanovan.com. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Rain is likely for your Veterans Day Friday with the potential for heavy rainfall, a high today of 69. Rain continues overnight. We'll get down to 63 for a low. We clear out for your Saturday with a mix of sun and clouds. A real nice day, a high of 66. And much cooler Sunday with a mix of sun and clouds, a high of 49 degrees. And we're back with the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. I'm Chris Kokinos. It's time to go to Allison with more news. Yes, bringing you another news update. So a Pittsburgh-based startup has unveiled a pair of battery-powered shoes that it claims can boost walking speed by up to 250%. The alleged moonwalkers will sell for $1,400 and look like a pair of futuristic roller skates, but users are meant to walk with them the way you would regular shoes, letting the motorized wheels put a spring in your step. Powered by a DC motor, the contraption is actually a platform that can be attached to footwear to increase walking speeds up to seven miles an hour. Humans' average walking speed ranges from 2.5 to 4 miles an hour. The sensation of walking with the world's fastest shoes has been compared to that of using a moving walkway in an airport. You'll notice that on a moving walkway, there aren't any stairs for good reason. I'm not going to lie. This just sounds like a very complicated version of Heelys. It is. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up yesterday. It is. Like, why not just use the Heelys? I think those are so fun, seeing people just roll around the airport in those. This just seems way too expensive and way too complicated. Heelys were so ahead of their time. 
They were, we honestly. Bring them back. We should bring those back. I, I, never got, I don't think I ever got to wear them because I was like six when they came out. No, yeah. I was too young for, like, I was too young. I think I would really? rather see people wear Heelys around campus than use the electric scooters and almost take me out yes. every, <laughs> every day. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine how bad it would be if people were walking at seven miles an hour? Oh, it would, it would be insane. Stop. It would be, <laughs> no, that's so true. Like, are you going to have to have brakes on the shoes? Probably. Like, or is it like a button? Do you think it's like controlled? You think like I, you have like a, a button in your pocket? I don't know. Like you know, like a, a button that you can press. Like no, you know, definitely not. I looked them up. It's literally just a pair of wheels that you put onto oh. the shoe. It is. <laughs> Could you just see people <laughs> going around the Oreo? Okay, just imagine people going them. around the Oreo in front of the bookstore and just like going around in circles like seven miles per hour. Like you couldn't stop. Like it would just get <laughs> no. super confusing. Yeah, and if you were looking like from our from our advantage point here, like it would just be like I couldn't imagine people walking seven <laughs> miles per hour. It's just it's crazy they would for be me to hauling. imagine. Exactly. Like, that's crazy. You would get to mm-hmm. class and you could leave, you know. These look like a prank. These aren't real. <laughs> Their Kickstarter, like, doubled the goal or something crazy. They re- got, like, $600,000 no, to make these. It reminds no me of hoverboards. It reminds me, in a way, of hoverboards, the crazy that went, like, I mean, the, the crazy amount of money. I, think I, I didn't have were one. Fun. Uh, I think they were a little more useful than this. Like, those were just fun to, like, zoom around your basement or, like, the neighborhood. And these are... These I could pointless. see people buying these though. Like, no. oh, people yeah. definitely will buy these. <laughs> you're I mean, getting, you're getting bullied. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you looking at them right bullied. now? Do you see? Yeah, they're they look? they're bad. They're I, they kind of look like they look like work boots. I don't don't they? <laughs> they're like, like the attached at like the like they're they're like like there's like straps over the actual shoe. Yeah, and then when you're not hmm. using them, you have to carry them around. <laughs> yeah, just like, just like, like, like a bag. What do you got there? Am I moonwalking? Not. <laughs> Put those in your backpack. <laughs> no, the best is the people that wear like the or like have the scooters or the what's that like a skateboard and they just like put it in the middle of the class like when they're not using awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, we yeah. get it. You have one. Yeah, it's amazing. In my Russian history class, somebody I don't even know how to describe this thing. It's got one big wheel in the middle and like you oh, balance on yeah, it. I've seen that. Halls. But then when he comes into class, he's got to put it in, like, right in front of the professor and leave it there. I'm like, this is just so inconvenient. I'd be like, get that out of my face. Come on. <laughs> put that away. It's crazy. Uh, but it's time for our Villanova topic of the day, and it has to do with senior housing. As a junior, um, when we first came into school, I'm class of 2024, so when we first got admitted and accepted our offer, uh, we were told that we would have guaranteed housing for senior year. Now, last year, it was realized that Villanova was letting in too many students, and too many of them were also accepting. Sorry, so, sorry guys. Yeah, this is on YouTube. I don't live no, here, you don't live so here. this yeah. is not my fault. <laughs> just me. Yeah, just Dom. But basically, last year, senior housing was only offered to about like 80% of the seniors. Now, we are down to less than half of the seniors were guaranteed housing. And this is compounded with the problem that Villanova housing delayed the process by about a week. And most people did not know that they should not expect senior housing. So they are without housing going into senior year. Personally, I got housing. So I'm not worried. It's like, next news story. I'm all good. Good luck. I'm okay. But like, basically, the entire friend group did not get housing. That sucks. It's brutal. I mean, guys, Allison, did we run into the same situation last year as this senior year? I'm actually super fortunate to have guaranteed housing all four oh, years because okay. of the scholarship that I'm on. So Very nice. Very luckily, I did not have to run into this problem. But I know a lot of friends who were like 
place like six hundred on the lottery. Yeah. And they were like, all right, and we'll the cutoff wait and line see. I'm is like, like two fifty. Yeah. It's insane. So a lot of people I know did not. Wait, get so what is the year. lottery like? So basically you just fill out a contract and then they email you saying, Here's your number, here's the cutoff line. If you are above the cutoff line, you do not get housing. Is it easier to win than the World Series lottery? Um, I don't know. How easy was it to win the World Series well, lottery? Well, John would extremely say pretty easy. easy. <laughs> extremely easy. Okay, then this is far harder to win. It was not very easy. Oh, not, not very easy. Got it. Well, basically, I guess there's just nothing you could do. Because around here, yeah. we're in suburbs. There is mm-hmm. basically no housing around here besides. Yep. And a house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like expensive here. And people sign those at the end like, of their sophomore like, year. I'm looking now for my senior year. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So if yeah. you don't get housing, I know people year, that already have signed leases for their senior year. Wow. In my grade. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's crazy, but it's like that's the reality. I mean, I was never like, I, I know, that, uh, like I was never told I got senior housing when I came in. I was like guaranteed three years, and they might take away that guarantee of junior year. Like we're moving towards eventually, it's not going to be guaranteed for three years. That's just as insane. as a, as a person who worked as an admission assistant here. That's what we were told. We we're like, for now, wow. guaranteed three years. Are we lying to our students? No, but it might change. <laughs> I don't know. The whole point of a guarantee is that you can't change it. It's mm-hmm. guaranteed. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> evidently they have changed the guarantee many many times. But like a lot of college campuses do do this, where they only yeah. guarantee housing yeah. for the first two years, but they have the infrastructure around the campus to support. They're juniors and seniors who need housing. We do not. People have to get housing like 30 to 40 minutes away now. That's to ridiculous. Be able to like live by campus, wow. I guess. Wow. Yeah, and especially like if that number, like for the seniors, if that number keeps coming down, that means everybody's literally looking for the exact same houses. Yep. And it's literally who looked first. And they're not building new houses no. around here. It's mm-hmm. an old area. No. And I can attest uh, to this traffic is not good. So no. even if you live three miles away, it may take you a good 20 minutes to get here. So Yeah. Villanova administration, if you're listening right now, please let less people in so people can live here. <laughs> that would just be ideal. Let's make Villanova smaller. <laughs> They've had to... I don't know if you... Chris were like a freshman when they did this but they tripled up a lot of the rooms on oh, the yeah. freshman dorms and mm. the lounges are no longer lounges They're rooms that, it's Ugh. so horrible in there I walked into St. Moe's just for nostalgia's sake like a few weeks ago and I was like what is going on <laughs> in those here those rooms are so small and they made them triples, triples. it's ridiculous it's insanity I know I was talking to one of my RA friends this year and they have put people in literal maintenance closets without windows Oh my God! It feels illegal, <laughs> but they. Well, <laughs> <free to it. laughs> You're getting. We're gonna to break it. the story. <laughs> uh, as long as the student agrees to it, then it's legal. So they have to agree to it, and for some reason, we're agreeing to it. Well, that was like how outside of the engineering building. Well, I, I like I said, I'm a commuter, so I don't know what the name of the dorm is. But there's one like right near where they're building the new engineering. Yeah, uh, nobody building. knows those buildings. And and Hilarity. apparently, and apparently that uh, they got some money off of their tuition because of, like the sounds that were you know like the yeah. construction. Yeah, I would hope so. Plus, it's not building. near anything. Yeah, like, yeah, that's where they stick freshmen. Like freshmen should be mm-hmm. on South. That's how you get the freshman experience. I feel bad for all of them that live in like. Moriarty, I don't know what it's Moriarty, called. Moriarty, okay. Moriarty. Like, yeah, I think Delury's the one he's talking about. I think Delury. Delury. I don't, call, don't call me on that. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. Who, who knows? Exactly. Like, it's not Nobody Stanford. goes in those. It's it's not, you don't live in Stanford? Whoa. What? Whoa. St. Moe's is the best freshman year dorm. Stanford is... That's where all the hooligans live. Come on. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Okay. Let's, <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> 
Um, Allison, this week in history. Yes, so actually today in history, um, a big event, November 11th, 1918, a bit over 100 years ago, marks the day that World War I ended when Germany signed an armistice agreement with the Allies and surrendered the war. However, the Treaty of Versailles wasn't signed until June 28th, 1919. Thank you, Allison. And now it's time for Did You Know? Did you know the old saying might actually be true? An apple a day really could keep the doctor away. Researchers say that daily consumption of apples, berries, grapes, and tea can promote heart health. A study funded by the U.S. Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, I think I said that right, (laughs) investigated data from 172 studies on the health benefits of Flavin 3 Oles getting too deep into this a bioactive compound that's good for your heart data showed that the flavin threeols don't know if i'm saying that right also found in red wine and dark chocolate can improve blood pressure cholesterol and blood sugar levels the lower blood sugar levels resulting from ingesting the compound also reduces the risk of nerve and eye damage the scientists are now advising people to eat the equivalent of an apple some berries and two cups of tea every day a combination containing about 500 milligrams of flavin 3 oles. David, you already got the start. I know, I have the, the tea. tea. I'm already prepared. I mean, I'm out, but I, I, I don't know. With this, they don't say like the size of the cups, do they? So I don't know if this medium sized cup from Starbucks. It's four. It's a four very nice cup. I don't know why I'm holding it up like we're sponsored by Starbucks, but uh, I'm, I'm halfway there in a way. So, And I love berries. Apples, I'm not a big apple fan, though. Dark chocolate is so mid. Dark chocolate is so mid. White chocolate is the best That's chocolate. Good. That's you're good. insane. Milk- you're actually oh, yeah, joking. Just, <laughs> you know you're wrong, right? I love white chocolate. I, I love milk chocolate, too. They're very close. Once again, with like the dogs and the cats, 52 <laughs> to 48, but I cannot have dark chocolate. I, I don't like it. It just doesn't taste good. No, like, it doesn't. It tastes bitter. That's just if because... <laughs> bra- breaking news, you guys. That's just because it doesn't have sugar in it. Oh, is that why? Oh, wait, yes, really? a lot of it doesn't have sugar in it. Like well, I, I like the sugar. A little, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's why chocolate tastes good, you guys. <laughs> wait, so chocolate's not good for me? This oh is insanity. What? Crazy. But white chocolate, David? Like, what's the rankings there? What do, what do you mean, like, what's the rankings? R- rank the chocolate. <laughs> white chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate. I don't even think I've ever met anyone that likes white chocolate. <laughs> okay, so here's how, I, here, here's how <laughs> I got so to bad. like white chocolate. So uh, when I was in grade school, one of my friends, her dad, like, worked at a candy factory. And they would always make, like, for Halloween, those, like, um, the the chocolate pops that were like but they were white chocolate because i think it's cheaper is it cheaper yeah probably it probably cheaper. is yeah so uh that's how i got to taste them and i'm like wow this tastes really really good so i do love white chocolate uh but also milk chocolate I, they're very close like i said for me but i think the white chocolate is underrated but isn't it like not technically really chocolate i have no idea I think I've had I don't white know. chocolate. i feel like i've heard once. like yeah i feel like that i've heard that it's not technically chocolate but i'm not I'm not sure. I'm scouring oh, Reddit yes. for the answer to your question. Uh, no, it's not. It's not chocolate because it doesn't contain cacao particles. It's just um, cocoa butter mixed with sugar, often okay. with a little vanilla added for flavoring. You, you like fake chocolate. <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> maybe. Well, I like milk chocolate a lot, too. Like That's my, my backup. Like Reese's, which has milk chocolate. Kit Kats, uh, milk chocolate. So that would be my backup. But I, I do like dark chocolate under one circumstance. If there's like oh. raspberry in the middle, uh, yeah. like you get like mm-hmm. those raspberry okay. truffles or dark chocolate truffles with like the the, sh- the strawberry or raspberry in the middle. That's like the only excuse to like eat dark chocolate in terms of my personal opinion. I mean, your personal opinion is wrong, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I like how we turned this segment from 
daily health into what chocolate <laughs> tastes the best, which is the opposite yeah. of health. But also, the fruit at this school is very subpar. Like, if you get the fruit from the dining hall... I like the, the grapes. Hall, the grapes are good. That's it, I think. Yeah. Like, the fruit from the True. dining hall, it stays out for a couple hours. It's just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Do you I guys also, like cantaloupe and honeydew? No. What's your opinions? I don't. No. At all. No. I don't either. That's a veto on that. Okay. Not having that So, I have a good all. opinion there, according yeah. to Chris. <laughs> I do not like five cantaloupe and honeydew. Five fruits. I don't... What, are, the what five? are your five fruits? <laughs> Go on, hit us right now. We got to make sure that you're right. staying heart healthy. Number one. Grapes, bananas, apples, oranges, pears. That's it? See, I don't like bananas. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's like the rotation. Okay. Like, I'll throw in like a... Like know. a peach? Come on. Oh, peaches are so good. Peaches but bananas, so I can't... Good. Unless bananas mixed with like a strawberry, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, like bananas so is just, it's like, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't taste great to me, like by itself. Banana? Yeah. I might have a banana every day. That's I love you have you have one every day. Yeah, my, a lot of people that I know, my family do. Dom's pulling a banana like out of his backpack <laughs> as we speak. Just and I feel like it's right tough to get. <laughs> I feel like it's tough to get like a good banana. Like I feel like it's yeah, tough it to find kind of the happy yeah. medium. Yep. There, you either have to opt for like a really green one or like a really brown one. If you find one oh. in between, great. But it's like most of the time, I opt for the. Yeah, like see, like you can pick up strawberries and like seventy-five, probably eighty percent of them are going to be good. See, I'm a very unhealthy person, so the only fruits that I'm eating are from the Freshen smoothies, or if I get strawberries <laughs> and I See, douse them in the sugar. The Freshen smoothies. Okay, so when I first taste the Freshen smoothies, I'm like, "Wow, this is amazing. This is really good." And then I get into it, I'm like, "Wow, this is really just mostly sugar." And that's why I love it. Yeah. So I, I'm like, uh, I, yeah, "Have I do you love seen fruit, them though. make it? It's awesome. They put in like a scoop of strawberries, and then they have this like carton juice. of liquid. Yeah, I know. It's like a it's, it's like a mystery juice. liquid. They just dump it in there, and then they're like, here." Here's your smoothie. And the trick is it's all sugar, and that's why it tastes good. I love it. I Fun love facts. It. Yep. Fun facts on The Morning Roar. We're going to be taking a quick break, so stay tuned. This is Gabriella, your host of Booths and Daisy Dukes, on Tuesdays at 7. And you're listening to WXVU V891, The Roar. Stream us anywhere on the Radio FX app. Did you know alcohol misuse in college is a risk factor for alcoholism later in life? Did you know? Changes in appetite, sleep, and motivation or neglecting responsibilities and relationships can be a sign of alcohol misuse. Did you know? Alcohol can interfere with over-the-counter drugs like allergy and cough medicines and prescription medications. Did you know? Alcohol misuse is an illness that can be treated. The Office of Health Promotion offers the basics tool to examine drinking behavior in a judgment-free environment. Students complete the basics online survey, then will be contacted by the Office of Health Promotion to schedule their session. This can be found on the Villanova Office of Health Promotion website at villanova.edu slash healthpromotion under the Wellbeing Coaching Services link. Again, that's villanova.edu slash healthpromotion. The Counseling Center also has a substance use counselor available to students at 610-519-4050. That's 610-519-4050. Stay in the know with Nova Nurses. This message was brought to you by senior nursing students in the health promotion course of the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and V89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. Make 
WXVU, your home for Villanova sports. Listen for live play-by-play of Wildcats basketball and football home games. Count on V891 The Roar for coverage of Villanova sports that you won't find anywhere else. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Rain is likely for your Veterans Day Friday with the potential for heavy rainfall, a high today of 69. Rain continues overnight. We'll get down to 63 for a low. We clear out for your Saturday with a mix of sun and clouds. A real nice day, a high of 66. And much cooler Sunday with a mix of sun and clouds, a high of 49 degrees. Welcome back to the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar. It's time for our third segment of the day with our special guest. Today is Veterans Day, and so we are so honored to have in our studio Michael Brown, the Director of the Office of Veterans and Military Service Members here at Villanova, a U.S. Army veteran himself. Michael served for four years on active duty and deployed to Bosnia with the 1st Armored Division. We are also honored to have Hunter McAllister, a current Villanova freshman who served eight years in the Army. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us right here on the show today. It's great being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Now, Michael, can you explain what the Office of Veterans and Military Service at Villanova typically handles? Sure. So uh, when you think about the the GI Bill, uh, it's a great resource for people who have served or are serving and want to get out and uh, pursue higher education, like Hunter here. Uh, And so what I really do is facilitate uh, and help with the application uh, through... Uh, admission and then you know while they're here on campus in the classroom all the way to and through alumni so that's part of it is is really focusing on uh, you know the acceptance the admissions the working with students uh, but really also doing programming today we have uh, Veterans Day programming yesterday we had uh, a luncheon with the College of Nursing we did something for 9-11 uh, we had a big thing around the, the home opener at the basketball game so really just trying to raise awareness around veterans issues all across campus in as many uh, different ways as we can whether that's through faculty members through opportunities like this to talk to other students Uh, so you name it we're trying to get involved and just raising awareness about the fact that we do have student veterans in every college on campus whether they're undergrad grad etc so it's uh, that's really in a nutshell what we're doing yeah and for Hunter Hunter could you talk a little bit more about your time in the army uh, yeah, sure. I mean, um, you know, I tell people all the time it's the best thing I ever did. You know, I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, when people talk about like veteran stuff, there's there's kind of a heaviness to it. There's, you know, there's always, it always feels so heavy, right? And there's a lot of heavy subjects, and that's not to diminish that, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun. I went places I've never been, right? I'm here now because of the Army, so, um, but a little bit more kind of formal timeline, went to, got stationed at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and that was a good time, right? Um, then during that time, I deployed to Afghanistan. Nothing. There was a kind of a couple, you know, hairy moments, but it wasn't anything too crazy. And then um, finished my time at Fort Polk, Louisiana. And let me tell you something about that. Never go there. It is awful. So, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but again, that was still fun. And you just there's a lot of experiences, and so I I it's been nothing but good for me, and I recommend it to anybody. 
Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for your service. Um, Michael, we've seen firsthand, including uh, in one of our WXVU veteran alums, John Weinberger, that Villanova really makes the experience for veteran students special. What goes into that process here? I think, uh, you know, my main goal is to to make the, the Villanova experience just as great for the traditional 18-year-old coming out of high school as it is for the 30-year-old coming out of the Army. I don't they want to get an A on that midterm. They want to be a part of the Villanova community just because they may not live in the dorms or, you know, whatever differences they may have. At the end of the day, they're, they're just students trying to do well in the classroom. So we use that as our sort of our foundation and build upon that. So we have our own veteran center. We have a space on campus because they don't live here. They can come to a place and meet other students around campus. Uh, but there's a, a very active student veterans club that we do uh, service opportunities where we do programming, we have fun. So that's part of it is, you know, we have to do some of that formal stuff around Veterans Day, but we also want to have a good time and make it a college experience just like everyone else. Thank you for that. A follow-up, actually, on what you just mentioned. So you alluded to the Prince Family Veterans Resource Center in Vasey Hall, which is a wonderful space for veteran students to meet and to use for their studies. How excited were you to see it unveiled? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's a it's a game changer for the student veteran experience on campus. Uh, when I first got here, I was sharing a desk with a dean, and it's hard to have conversations with student veterans when, you know, literally 40 people can hear those conversations. So the ability to have a student veteran center allows for some of that, but really allows for community building. Uh, if a student veteran is at the College of Nursing and a student veteran is at the College of Engineering, when do they see each other? And so they do that at the Prince Family Veterans Resource Center. And it's really been a game changer. I'm, I'm sure Hunter can talk a little bit about that too, as he's you know there a fair amount uh, and enjoying his, his time here. Hopefully, yeah. Um, it's yeah for me. You know, I'm living in Fishtown, so I come in in the morning, don't leave till night because I'm taking the train. So I'm there all day. Um, and something I do want to say as well, as much as it is a veteran space, it's still a Villanova space. So it's it feels it can feel kind of like. It, essentially, I'm, I'm saying this is an open invitation for anybody to come down and just hang out or do whatever or just have a conversation or, or whatever. So it's it can be a little intimidating, especially for someone who's maybe not a veteran. But again, it is still a Villanova space. Something that I like to say is we, we, we as a society like to say thank you for your service. And for me, it's more of the how do you do thank you for your service. And that's what I think Hunter's getting at is get to know student veterans, get to know veterans in your community at on your family, uh, ask them questions, get to know their story, have a cup of coffee with them. And that's really how we thank service members for their service, really, is instead of saying it, let's let's be about it. Hunter, back to you. How did you arrive at Villanova, and how has your experience here been so far? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, nothing but good things to say. Um, I've never, <clears throat> before I came to Villanova, I'd never spent a day in the state of Pennsylvania, um, but I, uh, I'm from North Carolina originally, so I, uh, basketball is kind of like, you know, that's like a big deal down South. So especially in the state of North Carolina, uh, but I'm Catholic, I'm not a good Catholic, but I am a Catholic I'm trying to be better about it. So that's kind of the whole journey of this. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really about it. So awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, for Michael, did your experience in the army, um, serve as a, as a foundation for your duties now at Villanova? I did, yes, absolutely. My my time in the Army, I think, taught me a lot about myself, <clears throat> my interests, my, what I'm passionate about. But really, my time in higher education as a student veteran like Hunter taught me the value of building and having a community on a college campus. Because when you're walking into a class with, as a freshman and you're 30, 
with a bunch of 18 year olds, it can be challenging to connect. So that's really what we're we're getting at and trying to do. Uh, so that's yes, the Army taught me and laid me that gave me that foundation. But I think my time as a student veteran, uh, I think expanded upon that. If that makes sense. So I have a question for both of you. Uh, could you describe what Veterans Day means to you? Um, sure. So kind of two things, and, and, and more so it's it's maybe not what it's what it means to me, but it's more so what I try and accomplish on Veterans Day, and, and that's mostly like, you know, it's an opportunity to just maybe treat myself to like a couple beers or a good meal or something like that, right? Um, and then it's also for me a time to like, Hey, I haven't called my buddy in a while who I served with, you know, my dad, he was a veteran. So I call him, um, my grandparents, uh, three out of the four of them, they all serve. So like, maybe I say a prayer for them or something like that. So it, it takes for me, I just try and take time to like, think about people, right? That's how I, how I think about it. But if I can, can I push that question back to, to y'all and ask you, what does veterans day mean to you? I know you. I know you guys are the question askers, but <laughs> no, I I appreciate that question because it's something that always comes up around this time of the year. But people, we we don't we really don't talk about it unless we're really forced into that scenario. So, I guess what Veterans Day means to me, it's remembering. This is going to sound like a very basic answer, but it's just what's coming to mind here. It's remembering those who served, and it's remembering that they are now or you guys are now part of our society. We are not completely separate. We have become together once again. It's a good answer. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, anyone else want to chime in on that answer? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, both of my grandfathers uh, did serve. Um, and I just think that, you know, Chris, I thought you brought up an excellent point. Uh, I think it's just great. And, and, and I thought that your point earlier, Michael, was absolutely fantastic, um, was that, you know, oftentimes we just say thank you. And even I said it in the beginning of this, but I think that it's very important to get to know our veterans on a personal level, whether that is in the veteran center um, or like you were saying, having just a cup of coffee with the veterans. So I think that it's, it's very important to, to do those things. Yeah, uh, I'm going to answer now, I guess, um, <laughs> what Veterans Day means to me. Uh, veterans Day to me, is, it really is just an opportunity. It's an opportunity to, to connect, to, to grow, uh, to reconnect with fellow service members, um, to the broader Villanova community who have served and uh, like Hunter said maybe time to uh, treat myself to a, a cold beer or a, uh, you know a donut or something <laughs> free meal at Applebee's <laughs> uh, but really it, it's you know less about that and more about just time to either connect or reconnect with 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 uh, folks I've served with or folks here at the uh, in the Villanova community who have served Thank you for those answers. That was great. We're going to move on to the next question. So, Michael, how does it feel to see Hunter and other students like him thriving and succeeding at Villanova? Uh, for me, it's it's uh, it's great that Villanova is affording veterans the opportunity, just like 18-year-olds, to come out of the military uh, to pursue an education. Uh, they're, like I said, in a lot of ways, just like that traditional student. They just want to get a degree and, and, and join the workforce. And Villanova's with the creation of this office in 2018 has made it a concerted effort to say, we want to do that. We want to be a part of it. And uh, so when, I, when students like Hunter are walking around doing well, it doesn't surprise me at all. They, they're, they tend to be very serious about their academics. They want to, um, you know, go on to that workforce, but they, they really are here, you know, learning a lot about themselves as well. It's, it's a longer strip for them to adjust to civilian life after the military. And I think that's really 
what higher ed can do for stu- for veterans is gives them some time to decompress, to think, to learn about themselves, what they want to be when they grow up. Uh, and it's it's fantastic to see uh, folks like Hunter thrive and then walk across that stage and graduate and, and get that d- diploma. So, Michael, are there any special events being planned for Veterans Day on campus and beyond, really? Absolutely. There's always stuff going on. Uh, on Monday, we did something with the uh, before the basketball uh, game, and then we had around 50 of us at the game. Uh, Wednesday night, we did something with the library and the uh, Department of Geography around maps in the military. Today is Veterans Day. Uh, we have a brunch at 930 in this building. Um, there will be around 60 people, alumni, students, staff, and, and uh, faculty members who will be breaking some bread together. We will then, weather permitting, go plant around a thousand flags on Mendel Field in the shape of a V, uh, and that's a good way for students to just, you know, just come out and, and plant a flag and, and be a part of something. Again, it may be thunderstorming, so we may have to uh, put that on hold. But then uh, every year, Father Peter leads us in a mass at 12 o'clock. Uh, it's a vet- special Veterans Day mass. And so it's always nice, and it's great to see Father Peter being involved as well. Again, it shows the the institution is actually, you know, invested in this. And it's not just me doing everything. It's, um, you know, leadership has my back, and I really appreciate that. And our final question is, if someone in our listening audience, either here at Villanova or beyond, wanted to financially support the Office of Veterans and Military Service Members in honor of a service member, how could they do so? Absolutely. Uh, go to uh, our website, veterans.villanova.edu, and on that website you can scroll down just a, a little bit and you can uh, make a, a contribution in the name of uh, a service member or veteran. And you know, with support that people have given us in the past, it allows us to do some of these events and some of these programming opportunities for student vets. Uh, again, our goal is to, to raise awareness ac- across campus. I don't want to just be siloed with just talking to veterans. I love these opportunities where I'm, I'm talking to, to folks who either haven't served or are curious about what that means. And so I appreciate everyone uh, giving us this opportunity to come on and, and talk more about this. Absolutely. And we appreciate you guys, Michael and Hunter. Thank you for your service and thank you for being here today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Appreciate it. Absolutely. This is the Morning Roar on WXVU 89.1 FM. We're going to be going to a quick break, so stay tuned. Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Bayada, the station manager at WXVU, and you're listening to V891, The Roar. I'm sports director Patrick Scanlon, and welcome to your WXU Sports Minute for the week of November 7th. Villanova basketball is underway. The Wildcats took down the LaSalle Explorers 81-68 behind 24 points and 10 assists from a face mask Caleb Daniels and 20 points from big man Eric Dixon. Look for Villanova to play next on the road at Temple this Friday. The Phillies' magical season ended last Saturday in Houston. Astros win the series 4-2. In college football, number three Georgia took care of business against number one Tennessee behind a dominant defensive performance. Villanova football also got blown out by Towson 27-3. They take it on the road next weekend with a game at William & Mary. In shocking fashion, number four Clemson got blown out on the road against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, 35-14. And number six Alabama lost in double overtime to number 10 LSU on a two-point conversion. An exciting day in college translated to an exciting day in the NFL as well. The Jets shocked the Bills. The Dolphins won a close one against a record-breaking performance from Justin Fields and the Bears. And Tom Brady had a classic two-minute drill to beat the Rams. Your Philadelphia Eagles are 8-0 after a Thursday night football win against the Texans. They play Monday night against the Commanders in the Lake. This has been your WXU Sports Minute for the week of November 7th. You stay classy, Villanova.
The sixth annual Wayne Elementary School Running Bee One Mile Fun Run is being held on Sunday. The fun run starts at 8.30 a.m. and the 5K starts at 9 a.m. The run is open to the community. A t-shirt and refreshments will be provided. All proceeds go to the Wayne Elementary School PTO. Click the link on wxvu.org to sign up. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Rain is likely for your Veterans Day Friday with the potential for heavy rainfall, a high today of 69. Rain continues overnight. We'll get down to 63 for a low. We clear out for your Saturday with a mix of sun and clouds. A real nice day, a high of 66. And much cooler Sunday with a mix of sun and clouds, a high of 49 degrees. And we are back on Villanova's The Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. And it's time to go to David and Dom with our weekly sports roundup. The 76ers took on the Atlanta Hawks last night in NBA action. The Hawks did win 104-95. Sixers fall to 5-7. Joel Embiid had 26 points in 32 minutes, but the Hawks and Trey Young with also 26 points uh, led the Atlanta Hawks to victory. The Flyers took on the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. Flyers did fall 5-2 to Columbus, who gets their fourth win of the season. In, Villanova's, in Villanova men's basketball, Villanova took on LaSalle on Monday night. In the Finn, Villanova did win 81-68. to They improved to 1-0, and tonight they are back in action down on Broad Street against Temple. That game is at 7 p.m. Also, in the women's basketball action, Villanova did defeat Maris by a final score of 60 to 38 also on Monday night and tonight Villanova women's basketball will take on rival Princeton who is ranked 24th that game is at Princeton and will begin at 7 p.m. and the Philadelphia Eagles will take on the Washington Commanders Monday night it's Monday night football this November 14th beginning at 8 15 p.m. the Eagles put their undefeated record on the line so we haven't caught up with David and Dom since the Phillies went out in six games guys what have your moods been like? Is it on to the offseason already? And, like, how will this Phillies playoff be remembered? I mean, Trey Turner's going to sign today, probably, you think? Trey I was hoping last <laughs> night, but <laughs> I, yeah. I, we have some time, obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was sad for a day, and then I was like, we'll be back. Oh, yeah. We'll be back. It sucked, but that team was – I mean, that was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think there's, there's two separate, like – categories of people of Phillies fans right now and it's the Phillies fans like Dom and I feel like who are, who are optimistic yeah. and are happy I mean you win the the NL pennant yeah and, I mean, you know in a year where you barely made the playoffs mm-hmm. I mean you were supposed to make a deep playoff run but even I think you know going into the season making the playoffs playing competitively in the first round was was a good start for yeah. me and to win the NL pennant and make it to the World Series and have a lead over the Astros yeah. at one point in time I think was significant and then there's kind of the other crowd of people who are like okay well that's a participation trophy nah. you know you finish second you're celebrating an NL pennant but I mean when you look at the end of the day the Astros as I said last week I know Dom wasn't here but one of the most complete teams uh, that Ever. baseball has seen in a long yeah. time and you know I, to win the NL pennant is, is not easy and just because you don't walk away with a championship to me doesn't mean that the season was a nah. failure it is extremely hard to win a championship in any sport uh, and the fact that you made it to the finals, I think, is is an accomplishment. And, you know, uh, next year we'll see if they take that step forward or, you know, what happens. But as you said, Dom, I'm, I'm looking forward to Trey Turner, and I think that yeah. hopefully he signs soon. Yeah, and this last uh, question we've written here, how will this Phillies playoff um, run be remembered? I mean, it was just fun. And 
it just like it felt like every like the every, city was behind it. I don't yeah. know if it's just being on like a college campus campus, but it was like just walking around, people just seeing people in Philly stuff. I mean, even like when I would go to Wawa, just like everybody had Philly stuff on. I just because I you know, Eagles, I don't really remember because Eagles is different because it's one game. It's like the Phillies. Yeah, and there's a week to prep. This was like week. consistent. This was like yeah. from what is it? The first week in October to you know the, the first week in November. It was like. All Phillies. Yeah. Everywhere. Which no, was I nice agree. To say. And it, for me, it was like, I mean, probably for you too, because you're even younger than me. Absolutely, yeah. Like, 2008, 2009, I remember, you know, we won the World Series. We were in the World Series. But this is like, first time I feel like I, I participated in a Phillies playoff run. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I just think the fact that the you know the city got behind it uh, that much, which is great, and the Eagles who were still undefeated, they're still yeah. undefeated, but were undefeated at the time, and that yeah. absolutely overshadowed them, by which far, I think is, is key. And uh, you know, I am a baseball first guy, but you know, as you were saying, Dom, I think that this team will be very fondly remembered. You know, nineteen ninety three is very fondly remembered, said, yeah. and I would put Even them up there in that category. Yeah. Even as somebody who's a non Phillies fan. I'm a Brewers fan. I've never really seen my team do. Thanks for losing. Yep, you guys got it. Uh, I haven't seen my team do much of anything. <laughs> this has been the well, most. They had they had a good run. Uh, yeah. When they played the Dodgers, what was no, it? The NLCS. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. went to the CS a few years ago. Yeah, you know, but that that's it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you guys don't really have an offense, so no, it's, it's tough. Yeah, no, it's tough when you don't. Not have an at offense. all. But I have never been so excited to watch a World Series than I was to watch yeah. this one. It was just the absolute most electric time in baseball, I think, in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. My I, sister watched. She doesn't like sports. <laughs> I mean, it might be because I'm on a Philadelphia era area campus, but even so. Chris admitted. That's a whole Villanova different conversation. It's a Philly school. Chris admitted it. I mean, what else would this school it's be? I don't not. know. People say it's not. I think it is. I think it is. I do. I think it is. Okay. I mean, there are a lot of people from, like, the New Jersey, New York area who People are, support... like, upset about it, though, that it's like, this is not a city school. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that heated about it. It's kind of either way. I mean, it's it's my personal opinion. I, You know, I'm, I'm from Philly, yeah, and I always considered it to, yeah. to be a Philly school, so... I mean, it's just 20 opinion. minutes outside of the city. What else yeah. could it... What else could it be, you know? Yeah, true. I say I go to school... And it's not like people know Bryn Mawr nationally, you know no. what I mean? I mean, being completely I, honest here. I go to school in Villanova, Pennsylvania, actually, yeah. yeah. No, nobody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, David Dom, what are we looking yeah. forward to in the Villanova weekend sports preview here? Yeah, so the men's basketball is going to play Temple tonight um, over at Temple at 7 p.m. after a good start in the opener against LaSalle, home against Delaware State, or excuse me, a good opener against LaSalle. And then they will have Delaware State at home on um, Monday night at 6.30. Me, David, and Patrick Scanlon will be on WXVU for that. Um, and then women's basketball, I know um, David just talked about it. It was off to a great start after they beat um, Maris 60-38 on Monday. And they will play against the 24th-ranked team, the Princeton Tigers, tonight at 7. And then Villanova football, who is 7th in the CAA, just had a tough loss, um, will play out the string um, at William & Mary tomorrow at 1 p.m. It's a big weekend for Villanova sports. Temple games, big. and there's only one more home football game. Yeah, so against Delaware, big rival. Yeah, big rival. We're approaching the end of the Villanova yeah, our football, football team season. Is, <sighs> so also, what was the score of that Rowan game? It was bad. It was twenty-three to no twenty-seven to three. I think. Yeah, it was twenty-seven to three. I'm pretty sure. But are the playoffs hope? Squashed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we're, yeah, we're done with that. Yeah. They need okay. to win out. And then Got it. To, no, I, I still if they win out, I don't think yeah. they make it. Yeah. yeah. And William and Mary is eight and one. So. Got it. But is we're going to beat Temple. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, looking forward, I guess, to Villanova football next year, do we even have, like, 
any sense, any idea of if we're going to be good next year, if I, we're going to return yeah, to our last year form? I, I I don't have like an analytical opinion of that, but it seems like year in and year out. Who knows? Because like last year we were like insanely good for whatever reason. It was like, oh wait, we're we're good. Yeah. And then this year it's like, oh, we're going to be good again. No, no. Nope. I think they're going to be better next you think year. So? Well, I do. I I think it's because that they had so many new players this year that. They never really had an opportunity to gel, I think, completely. And I think that next year they'll have a good opportunity. They're going to lose more players next year, some graduate students. But I do think that next year, I think that Connor Watkins will be more comfortable with the offense. Um, And I think that Villanova football will be better next year. I think they're going to be ranked midway through the pack next year because of how this season went so poorly. But I think they'll definitely have a better year next year. And there were some bright spots. I mean, you know, Watkins looked really good at times. Um, you know, TD looked good. Jalen Jackson had an amazing season before yeah, I mean, getting he was hurt. hurt most, yeah. Yeah, was just, I mean, the defense was the main problem. So I think that if you fix that, I think Villanova's back in the equation next year. Awesome. And, of course, now it's time for Villanova basketball season. You guys said it. That first game was on Monday. Yeah. How's the team looking? How do, how do we feel I, about this season, guys? I think they look really good. Yeah. and I, I really deep. I wouldn't look at that. I wouldn't No, but I wouldn't look at the 13 points, like how they cut the deficit. And yeah. they were outscored in the second half. Was mm-hmm. Villanova. I wouldn't look at that as a problem because I think nah. that Kyle Neptune was trying to get more looks at the players rather yeah, than anything. Oh, um, and I think that just Caleb Daniels and Eric Dixon were so good. And then, you know, you saw Brandon Slater contribute in the second half, which yeah, was nice after God. he struggled yeah. in the first half. And, you know, with Mark Armstrong, I think that the freshman, I know that hasn't had a tough game the other day, but I think yeah. he's going to improve. Um, so I really, I, I think that they look really good. I think Temple's going to be a decent task for them tonight mm-hmm. um just you know trying to shake five. off the rust that line's five yeah so. exactly so uh, you know i think it's gonna so be a little be bit game. of a tougher yeah. game but and if i there's probably tickets out there if you wanted to go yeah. see uh villanova and temple tonight so yeah. and we gotta remember we don't have cam whitmore or justin moore yet too which... exactly and once they come back and if you know dixon and daniels and slater can hold down the fort mm-hmm. and imagine getting justin moore yeah. and it's... cam armstrong uh, or Cam Whitmore, Whitmore sorry. Uh, combine, yeah, combine two freshmen. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they're going to be really, really good. Yeah. I think it's time for a way too early prediction here, guys. How high do you think we're going to be able to go in the season rankings and then eventually in March Madness, just judge, judging off that first game that you guys watched? I think we could maybe crack top 10 in the AP poll and then March Madness goes around, maybe three seed, maybe four seed, somewhere around that. I would love for us to push to a two. I think three is realistic right now. I would agree. I think their schedule, though, is not doesn't really work too much in their favor. They have a lot of away games consecutively. Yeah. And, you know, they do come home at certain points in time, but I, I think that their schedule doesn't set them up fantastically, but I still think, as Dom said, I think they're going to be high seed in that in that yeah. eight people. Yep. Awesome. Allison, it's time for our Philly Concert Roundup. What's happening? Yes, it is. So, busy weekend in Philly this weekend. Tonight, Ludacris and Foreigner are both performing in Atlantic City. Fun stuff. Saturday is Wonderworld <laughs> Fest 2022 at the Fillmore, featuring some of the biggest up-and-comers in the hyper-pop, alternative, and rap scenes. Mm-hmm. Sunday is Bow Wow, Carrie Hilson, Lloyd, and Bobby V all at the Lyacorus Center. And next Thursday, Young Gravy is performing at the Met. Awesome. And David... Oh- Tom, did you have something to say there? Bow wow? (laughs) (laughs) Great in Tokyo Drift. Um, David, National Days of the Week. Well, today is National Veterans Day, as we've talked about uh, so far here today. You should check out the interview if you're just joining us now. I'm sure that will be posted uh, eventually. So uh, National Veterans Day today, National Origami Day as well. And today is also National Education Day. 
Tomorrow, uh, Saturday, is National Happy Hour Day for everyone 21 and over. National French Dip Day and World Pneumonia, Pneumonia Day. Spreading awareness could save lives. And then Sunday is World Kindness Day. Smile at strangers on campus or compliment your friends. The day is yours to make delightful. And Remembrance Day is also on Sunday. We celebrate fallen war heroes and their brave acts, which we will never forget. So, Dom. Yeah. We, what we do it, yeah. is the results yeah. of the Twitter poll? It's, hotly contested. It's hotly sure. contested. I believe dog dogs at now at fifty eight percent. I'm not sure if that even went up or down. I don't remember. It went up slightly. Yeah. Why not both at thirty three? And then cat is at a shocking eight point three percent right now. Is that shocking though? It's shocking because we're <laughs> wildcats. Okay. Yeah. True. I think different but, kind of cats though. Yeah. That's yeah. True. I think that's what people are taking into like, consideration. Yeah. You got to be a different breed to like a cat. I mean, I definitely don't see only 8% of campus excited when they see the cats roaming around outside of cons, so I think... No, I, I think it's know. also important. Nobody hates cats. It's just no, dogs yeah. are just so much better. Dogs are right. the best. Yeah. You can't beat dogs. Yeah. Allison is in disbelief. I'm in disbelief. <laughs> I'm disappointed, devastated. Cats are lovely. You just have to work at developing a relationship with them, okay? A cat's not going to like every idiot that walks by. Whoa, whoa. I mean, I kind of like the dogs because they're going to like every idiot that walks by. (laughs) Doesn't matter who you are. They're going to love you. But um, lastly, and certainly not least, it's time for our deep thought of the week. And... It took me a while to kind of understand what it meant. After same, I was it like reading this. Times. Same, but how did language evolve if only a single person talked for the first time? <laughs> this is mind. Who invented words? This is an awesome question because it kind of implies that like no one ever spoke, and then someone just busted out like full English, and they were like, <laughs> "Brother, come that? help me hunt this deer," and then they were like. What? So I have philosophy next. I think that this is the perfect. This is the just perfect before the question. professor even starts the class, raise your so, hand. Or whoever your professor is, I have a question. I'm gonna take it over today. <laughs> um, but this has been the morning roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. Please join us next week and every week after that, Fridays at 8 a.m. to start your weekend off right. Have a good one, everybody.